0: the rights of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, you know I've been doing a summer of nonprofits, something very near and dear to my heart. And I was thinking to myself, I wanted to get a church on, and I know no other better story, no other better individual then my next guest and the church I'm going to be talking about because I attend that church. And for many years, I have attended Lake Murray Church here in San Diego in the Lake Murray area with now retired pastor. It's even weird saying it. Pastor Jim Reed, over 39 years of awesomeness under his belt, still doing ministry with the church that we're going to be talking about today and some other things, but he is stepping aside because there is actually a church merger going on. It's actually already happened with LifePoint Church of San Diego, and I'm very happy to have Pastor Tony Orlando with me today, and he founded LifePoint Church under college community church back in September of 2012, and he also, before that, served as a youth pastor, a music pastor, and all of that before getting his church plant in the right direction and solidified, which he did successfully. He also has by his side his wife Leah and has two young, beautiful children. Pastor Tony, welcome to the show, my friend. Been planning this for a while, so I'm pretty excited about talking about the merger of all great things and what God is doing with Lake Murray Church, now Life Point Church of San Diego.
1: Noah, thanks for having me. Great to be with you today.
0: Well, first off, let's talk about the humble beginnings. When did you get the calling? I want to start at the very beginning. When did you know you wanted to become a pastor, and that was what God was calling you to do and to serve the community?
1: So the year was 1987. I was in junior high school, heading into high school, and I was at a summer camp up in the San Bernardino Mountains by Lake Arrowhead. And and I was just, I wanted to be at... I know I want to be PE teacher. I just love physical ed, big athletics guy, huge sports guy. I thought this is the job for me. I want to be a P teacher. And then God got a hold of me at that camp. And I can take you back to the place in the carpet where God called me. It was very profound. It was a moment. It was a specific call to ministry, but youth ministry more specifically. I'm kind of a career youth pastor. I'm still doing youth ministry 28 years later, but that was the initial call. So now I have four years of high school left before I decide what is next. And then after that, I went to community college here in San Diego for a little bit, saving some money, and then transferred to a private Christian college within our denomination up in Santa Cruz, California, and got my Bachelor's of Arts in Church Leadership in 1995 and started youth pastoring, and, and the rest is history. But the initial call was 1987, summer, really maybe 88, actually, if I look back of my freshman year uh, heading into my high school. So it was just a great, great time and, and an act of obedience at that point, and God shifted that uh, from physical ed to what the ministry was going to be. I had no clue what I was getting into, didn't know what it looked like, knew I loved God, loved Jesus, and just wanted to follow him in that call. So that's what it looked like at that moment at 14 years old.
0: Well, that's amazing, too. Very few people know exactly what they want to do at the age of about 14. You get into the teenage years and sometimes heading into college, you're still trying to figure out what you're going to do. The Lord grabbed a hold of you early. And then fast forward into 2012, which was when College Community Church started. Tell us about that venture.
1: Yeah, so that actually backs up to about 2010 we had left a wonderful church in East County. I do pastor there, my wife and I, for for nearly a decade and just had some really great seasons of fruitful ministry. Some challenges throughout those 10 years and just learned a ton. Some of the most phenomenal people um, that I've encountered in church ministry were at that church, still at that church. And so, understand this, no walking away from positions. So we walked away in August of 2010 with no place to go, which is not really the typical protocol and the typical path that pastors usually follow. Usually it's another position, it's, a, you know, a step up, a promotion, whatever it is. And and we were literally walking out like Abraham, like going into a land we knew not of And in 2010. And so in the middle of a bad economy, understand, 2010 was still, you know, the height of the, the bad economy. Oh, sure. We were still
0: recovering from, from 2008.
1: Absolutely. So the housing market was still down, jobs were... And so people looked at me and actually asked me, like, are you crazy? Do you know what you're doing? Because at the time, our son was two years old. Our daughter was three months old. So going into a, a season of trust, and I, I would also tell you this, Noah, too, and, and, and for all the, the listeners right now, you know, faith is not faith if we know what's next. And I think that was the big challenge for me at, in my late 30s, you know, at that time, in my late 30s, trying to say, God, what do you have for us? What's next? And really trusting you for those moments. And in the middle of that economy, not knowing what it was going to look like, I had to you know, go back and, and uh, do some construction with my dad just to support the family and rupture a disc in my back. That's a whole other story for another time. But, but really having to trust. And so because up till that point, I had never, I didn't know what faith was. I grew up in a Christian home, you know, had everything. We weren't rich. We weren't poor. Had everything we needed. But now in the middle of my adult life with two young kids, I'm having to say, Lord, I do not know what's next, but I'm trusting you to show me and show us. And so that began the journey. And so we spent about a year of really discovery and of Sabbath and of really seeking God for for what was next. Church planning was probably third or fourth down on my list. I really thought I would go be an associate pastor somewhere, maybe even stay in youth ministry. So it
0: it wasn't an immediate priority.
1: No, it it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, we felt that tug to do something else and I think what really spurned it on though was this is there's some wonderful established churches here in in San Diego and even in Southern California and abroad. But when it came down to it, the Lord had, you know, ingrained certain DNA's within me that I had served another man's vision for for fifteen years now at this point, willingly serving another man's vision that God had placed on their hearts. And now the Lord was tapping on my shoulder and and putting things, you know, and planting seeds within my soul of things that, that I wanted to do, and I was like, well, Lord, what does this look like? And so the thought of established church, as, as great as it is, I love the church. I am passionate about the church. I, we did not plan a church because we saw all these faults and, and issues with the existing church. But when you go to an established church, as we may talk about here with the merger, when you go into an established church, you are coming into history, you're coming into a lot of challenges. So what we discovered is, what you gain with, with maybe finance and with property and buildings, you, you kind of lose with sometimes DNA. So we knew if we planned a church, we could have DNA from the beginning of who God was calling us to be. And so it began the journey. At the same time, it really converged with our denomination asking us and myself, my wife, and, and a small team of people if we would launch a church in the La Mesa area by San Diego State. I really felt that tug, and that really connects back to Lake Murray. I'm sure we'll get into that here in a moment. But it connects back to my story with Lake Murray, Noah, how God had began got to begin to kind of tug my heart to this side of La Mesa. We feel called to a geographic region. I don't think it's necessary, uh, nor is it a requirement, but I do feel led to live in the community. You're called to really walk life with everyone around us. And so we've been residents of La Mesa for now, now 22 years. And so we felt called to this La Mesa area. And so began the journey of church planning, which was really another year after that. But so now it's 2011. Uh, going through various things like assessment center and church planning boot camp and all these things to really uh, get us ready and geared up for what was, as you said, September of 2012 when we launched College Community Church here in the area um, at Lake Murray Church is where we launched it. Interestingly enough, Years ago in September.
0: Yeah, and that's amazing because you guys were able to take that, I believe, on a Saturday night and make it into something quite amazing. There's something very special about the Lake Murray Church building for you guys, and we're going to get into that here in, in just a moment. First question What was when you were doing the Saturday night things at Lake Murray Church as College Community Church? uh, in 2012, what did, what did that look like for you? What was, what did, what with the community was something that you felt, this is what I want to focus on because there's so many people that are falling by the wayside and God is calling me to help them.
1: Twofold. The time it was for sure. College young adults are hard with the campus, a mile and a quarter away, one mile and one quarter away from San Diego State University, Thirty-five thousand unreached students how can you how can you pass that by and so that was the first and foremost and then shifting from that we saw young couples young families as really a solidified base to help us support college students aren't going to support the church financially but we want to support them so we need another base to go with so it's kind of a dual track focus and what we found is and we learned this in church planning boot camp who you want to reach is maybe not who you're going to reach and that was very true we had this heart for college young adults, and it was very difficult. There's so many regulations and requirements to getting on campus free speech areas, non-free speech areas, things you can and cannot do. We got shut down you know, by campus police one time, very gracious to us, but you can't pass out certain things there. You can't pass out free waters. You can't take away from Aztec stores. There's certain things you can and cannot do, but our heart was outreach. Our heart uh, was to really be a part of that community, and I think the challenge of Saturday night was that we were in competition with every other social um, event that took place within the committed members of our church. So every birthday party, a wedding, a, king, a bar mitzvah, whatever you want to say is happening on a Saturday really took people away. So our committed members were coming once or twice a month. So we realized in short time that Saturday was not optimal for church planning unless you have as a secondary venue. Yes, as a primary venue, no. So then we moved to Sunday night at Lake Murray, and then realized that that was not optimal. Moved to Sunday morning at Maryland Avenue Elementary. Left Lake Murray Church, went to Maryland Avenue Elementary, and I do think Noah, there's something I think very ingrained. In culture that's something and like like in the in the sociological clock goes off when it says, you know what, even if I don't attend church, church is probably on a Sunday morning. So we literally doubled overnight with our attendance once we made that shift from Saturday to Sunday night and Sunday night to Sunday morning.
0: That's spectacular. So we're gonna to get to Lake Murray and the connection there in just a second. But tell us, when did you officially become Life Point Church of San Diego?
1: Yeah, we became LifePoint about three years in so i'm without the exact date it's sometime in 2015 to 2016 that we shifted and we realized here's where the shift was it wasn't we didn't like the name we we realized that the name college community church was our focus was our target was our area but it also kind of made it somewhat exclusive where other people thought well that church is not for me there must be a bunch of college students here which is really a misnomer and not even true but when, when in reality, we said we've got to broaden our reach. We still can have that be our, our missional focus, but we need to broaden our reach. And over much prayer, we just thought direction, you know, compass, leadership – that, that it was life point. And that was where we landed, yeah, like I said, 2015, 2016, while we we're at Maryland Avenue. And then we had three wonderful years there in the school, really adopted that school. And that began to even further our reach with community outreach, what that meant with adopting you know, families in need and other other struggles with, with students there and really coming alongside of teachers and staff. And we really saw that as a really a part of our outreach um, arm of the church at that time. And still have continued that, not as much, because there was something about proximity geography of being there all the time and being really the church of that school. But that was, that was for three wonderful years there. And we just come off the heels of the last five years in downtown village, part of La Mesa, sharing space with a great church uh, there at the end of the village um, in
0: downtown La Mesa. Noah here on Across the County. Very pleased to have Pastor Tony Orlando with us on the show today. He's lead pastor at Life Point Church on Lake Murray Boulevard. And it is actually now where the Lake Murray Church was. And uh, you know, I've been talking about that church for many years because I was a member of, am a member of Lake Murray Church, and now Life Point Church in San Diego. And what I want to focus on now, Pastor Tony, is something pretty specific because. Just the short story that I know is pretty amazing. I want to know your relationship with Pastor Jim Reed, who is one of the most amazing men I have met in this lifetime. His way with the word is, it's something that's always spoken to me personally. And he talks about all these different kind of cool things. The RA factor, the Genesis 3 complex. That's just kind of the way he talks, and I love it. But now I want to talk about the Lake Murray factor. Pastor Jim, if you're listening, I'm calling it the Lake Murray factor because nothing happens by coincidence and there's been an ongoing relationship between you and Pastor Jim and it's all about God's timing. I want you to share the story with us.
1: Yes, no, so this, this, let's back up to the, that same year, probably a year or two before I was called, going to the same camp. I've attended that camp. I actually am a part of the leadership team that helps run those camps at the same campsite at Pinecrest, uh, right there in the San Bernardino Mountains, right by Lake Arrowhead. And I remember that's where I met and first encountered Pastor Jim Reed. He was a junior high pastor at the time at a church called Faith Chapel in East County, and he was the goofy, you know, guy that did rec over all the games and, and crazy, you know, stage stuff. And, and and that was Pastor Jim. That was my first encounter with him when I was 12 or 13 years old. And so then fast forward, we've become friends and then colleagues through our San Diego region of pastors within our denomination. We were in the same denomination, same fellowship. And at the time, huh. Lake Murray had a kind of a smaller youth program. So his two kids, Kyle and Elise, would come to our Programs where I was youth pastor at the time, both in high school and in college, so we had kind of a, a connecting factor there. And so when when God began to shift and stir our hearts toward that Lake Murray area, even prior to that, I would drive by that church before we ever left the church that we were at, and just pray, you know, favor over over Pastor Jim and Brenda and their family and this church and and the opportunities that were an exit away with the campus. And and I didn't know what that God was stirring, you know for kind of foreshadowing for a year down the road. And so when it came time to plant in that area, it was a natural conversation with Pastor Jim saying, Pastor, we, God has called us to plant this church. Uh, and he said, he said something, and this is the most kingdom minded thing. If every pastor was like this, we would have churches being planted everywhere because there wouldn't be a silo mentality or territorialism or a fire hydrant mentality within churches. Basically he said, you can plant across the street, I don't care. Like you can plant, you can plant a church across the street at where Smokey and the Brisket is now. You can plant a church. That's because for Pastor Jim, read-
0: it's all about the kingdom.
1: He, he's such a kingdom-minded guy, and so he said, "Why?" You know, so we talked, and I said, "Hey, we're looking for a space." and he without really any hesitation with, with quick approval from his board we began college community now life point at Lake Murray Church 5480 Lake Murray Boulevard and it was a very natural relationship and for 2 years it was so life-giving for us and we hope it was for for that church cuz we were able to bless them with some rent money as Church planners know you're you're kind of very much uh, you know meat and potatoes and, and and beans and rice and Jesus Christ that's what it is very very you know like like tough the first couple of years to raise money and get things off the ground he was gracious to really not charge us really anything but it was such a life giving thing and so. In, in the midst of those conversations, no, Pastor Jim and I always uh, were having conversations about, can we be better together? You know, that we say those words a lot in church circles. We say those two words, better together, a lot. But do we really mean it? And, and even beyond meaning it, do we put it into practice? And do we really want to be better together? And so when it came down to it, Pastor Jim and I had multiple conversations, and it was an issue of timing. It just wasn't the right time. We had conversations back in 2012. 2013, and the, the most recent one before what happened and transpired, uh, which led to the merger last, last Sunday, was five years ago. And that conversation was, was the most, you know, probably detailed we had got into the conversation and, and tangible, and I, and I want to say this, because this is something that was very important to me. This was not simply a building grab or, Pastor Jim, you need to retire It
0: was you talk about, I know what you're going to say. You're going to be talking about it being an authentic merger, and that's really what I felt that first Sunday at the church. You guys literally wanted to do it better together, and it really felt like a very, like, this is the plan that God has. And so the story that you're going to tell is is amazing, but I just want you to know that from my personal perspective, the, the authenticity I got from coming together as two churches as one in the body of Christ was, it, it was awe-inspiring.
1: No, I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you felt that way, and I hopefully that was conveyed to to both churches. You know, it's one church now, but I'm trying to refer to it as the church right now. We're not calling it LifePoint Church for the next couple of weeks. We're just saying, like, welcome church, good morning church, because really it's, there is a crossover period. But what I was going to say is that Pastor Jim and I had talked, and I said, Pastor, what does it look like for you to step aside, not out. There's a difference. Stepping, stepping completely out is retirement, off in the sunset, out to pasture, whatever that looks like. And for, for myself, with the sensitivity to all generations and making sure that we embrace those who have been pasturing for 40, 39, 40 years, Pastor Jim, Like, your identity can be wrapped up often in a title and and who you are as a pastor. So I didn't want him to lose that, but also honor now that we've had this recent conversation where he finally said, because five years ago, Noah, the door shut, and we said, you know what, it's just not the right time. And then within an hour, this is the God side of that story, within an hour of Pastor Jim saying no to the now third conversation of a possible Better Together merger in 2018, an hour later I get a text from someone Saying, Are you looking for a facility for your church, which led to the last five years, the, the wonderful five years of us ending up in the downtown village area of La Mesa? And I knew it was just timing. And so when Pastor Jim came to me, it's been two and a half months now, and he says, do you want to move your church here? And I said, yes, you know, with, you know, caveats and conditions and other conversations that need to happen It just, it was so natural because we had already been talking about this for a while and now the time was right. But I revisited the conversation that we had five years ago. And the best
0: part about this, which I want you to share, is after that conversation five years ago, the Lord and you had a conversation in which it ended up with you promising, I'm not bringing this up again. If it's going to happen, Pastor Jim is going to approach me and it's going to be for the right reason at the right time.
1: Understand, I am in my truck when Pastor Jim, I'm driving in the church parking lot and and Pastor Jim is right there by my window and I'm facing like about 40 yards ahead of me is the very spot where he said, you know, it's probably not going to work out. It's a timing thing, all that in 2018. And so he says, do you want to move your church here? And I'm looking through my windshield. I'm still in my truck. We're having the conversation through my driver's side window. And, and I'm having the conversation with Pastor Jim. And I said, Pastor Jim, do you, do you remember the conversation? We had 40 yards that way. I said, you know, you said no. And just said, but he prayed this. You no, know, he prayed. You know, Pastor Jim, very eloquent, student of the word, phenomenal Bible teacher, but just prayed this wonderful prayer over myself and point. And that was it. And, you know, and, and I said, Pastor, after you said amen, there's two things you don't know about that day. And the first one was what I just said, how the door opened up in an hour for us to go where we're at now. The second thing was the Lord didn't speak to me. I made a declaration to the Lord, it kind of drew a line in the sand and said, Lord, we've had three conversations. You know where I'm at. You know where Pastor Jim's at. You know where LifePoint's at. You know where Lake Murray Church is at. And I want this to be the right. I will never bring this up again unless he talks to me. So I'm telling Pastor Jim this at that moment that he says, you want to move your church here. So five years full circle. Here we are standing in the same parking lot of the conversation we had five years prior. And now the wheels start moving toward June 4th.
0: And that's just absolutely amazing. That is when you have circumstances transpire like that, and it feels so natural, you really know that God is in it. God is moving, God is building. There's going to be so many great things that happen with LifePoint Church. I am so excited for it, Pastor Tony. And people, I want them to check it out if they're looking for a brand new church or if maybe they're a brand new Christian and they're looking to find a place of worship for the first time, 5480 Lake Murray Boulevard in La Mesa. Come check us out. It's going to be Sundays at 11 a.m. and hopefully another service soon after that. LifePointSD.com. Now I want to focus on something at the website and I know you're going to give an eloquent answer because I love the way that you tie everything together. You see the words embrace, adopt and equip, Pastor Tony. What do those three words mean to you?
1: That was really the culmination and the through much prayer of who God was calling us to be. And we really and, and embrace is a very interesting word in society right now. And and but we embrace a community where every life Finds them, and we've adopted our community through various partnerships, and the equipping side is really the, the piece of discipleship that after we get them into a place of, of saving knowledge of Christ, we start seeing them integrate in the ministry, and then we see them grow in their faith. And that was something that really kind of came out of the early years of our church plant as we were walking life together that those became really the three, in essence, core values of who we were and who we desire to be. Because sometimes churches, you know, who you put on the wall of, of a core values or a mission statement is not always who you are. It looks really nice on a piece of paper, but do you like better together? Do you really put legs to it and put it into action? So those are three words that resonate with us, with our community outreach, the embrace side of La Mesa, which which is an initiative we started a couple of years ago that we still are trying to get off the ground and do even better than we than when we started. But it's something that's been very important to us. Those are our three core values. And, and I, I, I did want to say this note too, back to the, the, uh, the merger side, is that talk about doing it together. LifePoint didn't want to come in and just simply take over. It was very intentional and very important for us this last Sunday to incorporate the two members of their worship team with our worship team, to be able to have Pastor Jim step aside, not out, teach his Wednesday night Bible study now as a life group and and it's something very interesting. though I didn't tell you on Sunday that happened. I asked Pastor Jim because now we're merging two organizations and talked about his board. He had had one gentleman left on the board of directors there at Lake Murray, and, I, and he's a, a dear man. 89 years old. He's on the board of directors. And I asked Pastor Jim, do you think he'd want to be on our board? And he said, no, I think he's done at 89 years old. Well, you know who I'm talking about, Noah, and a great man. I do. Well, he handed me He handed me his keys on Sunday. He tried to hand me his keys on Sunday. And I said, why don't you just hold on to him, brother? I said, well, hold on a second. I said, are you interested in being on our board? Because I had never talked to him about it. I uh-huh. said, yes, I would. So, so now uh, Mr. Jones is going to be our one of our new board members. So I, I Oh, that's incredible. That so he has said yes. So through integration and partnership and really the sensitivity, I think sensitivity has to lead with a merger. You can't just do this blindly. You can't do this like a bull in a China closet. You can't just do this because then it will feel like a takeover. And the the remnant of people who are left at Lake Murray church, which is valuable and important to us. hopefully that was conveyed on Sunday that we need you. We want you. I'm humbled and honored to be your pastor if you would so love me. And so having Mr. Jones say yes, 89 years old, to be on our board, that he has tread left in the tire, that God has not done with him yet, I, I loved it. I absolutely love board. You know what? Now it's over the airwaves. Our board doesn't even know this yet because I haven't told them the, the result of that conversation on Sunday, but it worked out perfect. We had an opening. Someone peeled off the board in January, and we have an opening now, so Mr. Jones is going to be our, our next board member. And,
0: and not Fantastic. just that you guys are going to uh, be better with his service, it's going to be a very reciprocal. He's going to be eternally blessed for being able to stay on this board. And I love, as I said, when I was there last Sunday, it really felt authentic that these two churches were coming together to be the church, to be Life Point Church, and that nobody was being pushed out, that everybody was being brought together. I felt blessed just by being there and hearing some of these ins and outs on the show today. It's a beautiful story.
1: Yes, it's, it's wonderful, and I, I'm just so—I am humbled and still a little bit in a little bit of shock after 10 years of praying and seeking now that this has become a reality. This is where we're at. God has blessed us. We have, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, we have, at the very least, with just the facility, we have, you know, a lot of deferred maintenance and some things to take care of. But beyond that, there I, I think, Noah, where, where the Church, capital C, finds itself right now, not just the better together idea, but we have to be stronger in order to fight what's happening in our culture, and our society. And I think this is going to become more and more the trend where churches are going to say, you know what, we have a few people, we have a building, you have more people, you've got some money, let's do this and, and have greater, because this, this was a kingdom impact move. This was not a Tony Orlando, look at me, we got a building. It's not Pastor Jim being a hero move. It, it was really, let's have kingdom impact, and we can have greater kingdom impact with what happened last Sunday. I'm just, I just say, Lord, when those things happen, I say, Lord, I want to be included. I just want to be included in what you're doing. I don't have to lead the charge. I just want to be included in what you're doing. And I'm just so grateful to be, you know, a part of this uh, merger slash movement right now of our two churches.
0: Amen to that, brother. And I want people to check you out. Attend a service. See if it's right for you. Again, if you're a brand new Christian, this would be a great place for you to start out. If you're looking for a new church, maybe God's just calling you in another direction. Life Point Church is now what Lake Murray Church used to be. It still is. It's a better environment. It's a better church. These two churches have come together. This merger is something pretty special. Life Point Church is at 5480 Lake Murray Boulevard in La Mesa. And again, SD. Dot com. You can also go to the website. You can make a donation because all churches are nonprofits. You can also look to volunteer. Maybe you're looking to step up your volunteer game and make a big difference in the community. You can do so there as well. But Pastor Tony, I am not letting you off the show in the last two minutes without talking A little Star Wars with you, my friend, because, I mean, this is the way. We both know that. So I have to ask you two very important questions with the time we have left. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Mine being now Return of the Jedi after seeing the 40th anniversary edition on the screen. And what is your favorite Star Wars character? My top two, Han Solo and now Din Djarin, The Mandalorian. You got to speak to me, my brother. What's going on?
1: Yes. You know, without hesitation, and it wasn't always this answer, Empire Strikes Back which would be episode five. That so like used to
0: be Knight my Knight. favorite movie, yeah. up until I saw the 40th anniversary of Jedi on the big screen.
1: Yes, and, and I'm, I'm with you. There, there's no, you know, out of the first three installments, which is episode four, five, and six, right, I there wasn't a bad one. I love New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, but Empire Strikes Back has has struck me because I heard George Lucas say, you bring people to a point of tragedy, and then you bring them back, and that's what Empire Strikes Back was. It started out when the first, you know, Two minutes of, of Luke, you know, getting getting uh there on the is uh, it Hoff? John He got his whole thing, and then the rest of the movie was this redemption. He finds out who his father, and it just it's just amazing. Empire Strikes Back for sure, my favorite of the of the nine installments, not including the other stories. And then my favorite, I, I don't know why I'm going to say this, but Boba Fett has become quickly. My, you know, I don't, and I'm a huge collector, as you know. I'm a huge collector of Star Wars memorabilia. So I have this really... Cool oh, I can't collection. wait to see it all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to showing it to you. But Boba Fett and R2-D2 always close second. You know, I, I always loved him growing up uh, and, and loved me some Jawas too. But Boba Fett's probably leading... I'm going to uh, make Star a promise Wars to you favorite.
0: on the air so you can hold me accountable to this. I know the actor that played... Boba Fett in Star Wars A New Hope Special Edition. For the brief moments he was on screen, Mark Anthony Austin. Wow. And the next time I have him on the show, Pastor Tony, uh, a certain pastor I know in San Diego is going to be a part of that conversation.
1: I would be honored. That That is amazing. Please let me know. Well, thanks
0: for joining us on the show today. We'll have you back on. We'll talk more ministry, things you guys are doing to better San Diego, specifically the La Mesa community. And we'll always talk more Star Wars. But it was a pleasure having you on the show, Pastor Tony, to talk about the church merger going on between Life Point Church and Lake Murray Church coming together under one umbrella. I know you guys are going to do great outreach in the community of La Mesa and beyond in San Diego at fifty four eighty. Lake Murray Boulevard, and Sunday services at 11 a.m., lifepointsd.com. Godspeed, my friend.
1: Noah, thanks for having me. God bless you.
0: God bless you. Noah here and across the county. Check out LifePoint Church in San Diego.